Our reading today, <clears throat> excuse me, is from John 20, 19 to 23. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. And he said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And when the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. This is the word of the Lord. So in our reading from John, we hear about a time when Jesus breathed into his disciples. So if you would just take a minute to breathe with me. Breathing's nice, yeah? I like it. We don't think about it very much unless we're struggling with it. And then we think about it all the time. But most of the time, it just happens. Something we all have in common also. Every single one of us in this room right now is breathing. So is everyone else that is alive on this planet right now. And every other person since the beginning of time has also breathed. Breathing is something we share, something we have in common. But it is also very personal. It is intimate. Think about the last time you were close enough to someone to feel them breathe on you. We're usually only close enough to breathe on people who we are very closely connected with. Children, grandchildren, spouses, partners, maybe a really good friend. Or in a healthcare situation, we often let people close enough to us to breathe on us when we need that. And it works the other way, too. If somebody's breathing on you and that you have not invited into your space, <laughs> that is a violation of boundaries. <laughs> it just shows us how intimate breathing really is. It's personal. It's close. And in our scripture reading today from John 20, 19 through 23, the risen Jesus, before he ascends, comes, he meets his disciples, and he is definitely alive because he's breathing. He has breath. And he breathes onto or into the disciples. And the word here, the root word, and pardon my Greek pronunciation, is emphusao, 
kind of like emphysema. That's the same root, empha. Breathe into or upon to breathe into. And it is the only time in the New Testament scriptures where we see this word. It is a very unique occurrence to have someone breathe into someone else. Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit into his disciples. It does remind us, though, of that time in Genesis 2 when God forms a human being out of the dust of the earth and then breathes life into that human being. God first breathes life, and now we have Jesus breathing the Holy Spirit. And this breath out of Jesus and into his disciples shows us that they are intimately connected. Jesus is intimately connected with his disciples. It is a close connection. It is a physical connection. It is bodily. They are all alive and they are all breathing. It is not an otherworldly, out-of-body, spiritual experience. It is a bodily connection of the breath. Jesus breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. At this point in time, Jesus is the bearer of the Spirit. He breathes his life's breath into the disciples. And this is the Holy Spirit. There is a theologian named Michael Green who wrote a book called I Believe in the Holy Spirit. And in there, he makes the case that Jesus, at this time, is the messianic bearer of the Holy Spirit. In the Hebrew scriptures, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is often characterized as something wild and free and unpredictable, doesn't change in the New Testament that the Holy Spirit is free and unpredictable. But in the Hebrew scriptures, the Holy Spirit is often characterized as wind or as fire, but also as breath. In the beginning, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The ruach, the breath of God, Covered over the waters. And in the New Testament, the Spirit alights on Jesus in the waters of baptism and then is breathed out by him here into the disciples. As the messianic bearer of the Holy Spirit to the disciples, the Holy Spirit at this time shares characteristics is marked by characteristics of Jesus. What are those characteristics of Jesus? Well, if we look at John 20, 19 through 23, we can see in these short scripture passage a microcosm of Jesus's whole ministry. He shows up to people who are afraid and proclaims peace. Peace be with you, he says. And this peace is wholeness. He's proclaiming wholeness and well-being. 
And then he talks about how he has been sent from the Father, sent from God. So he talks about how he has an intimate connection with God and has been sent from God. To do what? To proclaim peace be with you. And he says to them, just as I have been sent from the Father, so too I am sending you to go to others. And he breathes on them. He is close to them. He breathes on them, the Holy Spirit. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he talks about the forgiveness of sins. If you forgive anyone's sins, then they are forgiven. So they are these disciples who have received the Holy Spirit to continue this sending out, this forgiveness of sins. Right here we'll talk a little bit about forgiveness of sins. The word here for forgiveness means sending out, casting away, getting rid of. We're sending away the sins. And the word for sin, hamartia, means literally to miss the mark, as if you're an archer and you're shooting at a target, but you are off. So when we sin, we are off the mark. We are missing the point. We are missing the target in our relationship with God and with others. So these disciples, through the Holy Spirit, through Christ, are able to forgive the sins, forgive the times when people miss the mark with one another and with God through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we planned this sermon series, what does it mean to be human? We started with the question, what does it mean to be human? And then we sat together, we, Dale, Kent, and I sat together and thought through a series of other questions that we have been going through week by week. By week. And you'll see that today's question is, do we have it in us? Do we have it, the Holy Spirit, in us? Do we have it in us? Does everyone have the Holy Spirit in them? I think this question comes to a matter of punctuation. Are we talking little s, spirit? Big S. If I, which way do I draw it for you? S, big S, spirit. Yes, everyone has spirit when we're talking about breath, inspiration, inspire, breathe in. We all have received life's precious gift of breath from God. We all have spirit that comes from God. But do we have the Holy Spirit? Well, we read for our affirmation of faith a question and answer from the Heidelberg Catechism about the spirit with a big S. And this Heidelberg Catechism comes from the 1500s. It is a teaching doctrine in the format of a question and answer that goes through what we would identify as Protestant, as Reform doctrine. And we collectively, as a church, the Presbyterian Church USA, have agreed that this belongs in what we call our Book of Confessions to help us guide our faith. 
So according to the Heidelberg Catechism, do we have the Spirit? Yeah, I see some head nods. Yeah, we do. Surprise. Tradition teaches us that the Spirit is given to us as a gift of faith. And in it, we share in Christ through faith. And I believe we are, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, intimately marked with Christ's character. We receive Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then also, according to the Heidelberg Catechism, we share in the benefits of the Spirit in Christ, share in the benefits of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, that's broad, the benefits but I like right now for us to look at our scripture for today, John 20, 19 through 23, and we can see some of those benefits right there. Jesus declares peace to the disciples. Peace be with you. Well-being and wholeness. Peace be with you. He talks about his relationship with God, with the Father, with God. We too share that relationship Ah, but we also then share in the call, the sending out, just as the disciples are sent out, so too are we sent out to proclaim peace and the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit claims us, marks us as Christ's own, keeps us in relationship with God and prompts us to go out and proclaim peace and Christ's forgiveness, which is the sending away of the sins, the sending away of the ways in which we all miss the mark in our relationship with God and with each other. And if you're thinking about the Spirit right now and you're thinking, oh, I bet she's going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit now, you are wrong. (laughs) I am saving that for June 30th because that at 1030 is our all-together worship uh, where the kids will be in worship with us at 1030. So not here at 9 with you guys, but at 1030. But the kids up in Kids Church are going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit all summer. So I thought it would be really nice to include them in a conversation about the fruits of the Spirit on the day when they are then here in worship. So that's a preview for June 30th. I started out asking you to breathe with me because Jesus breathed into the disciples. And I wonder what it would be like to be close enough to have the living Jesus breathe on us. What would that be like? The Holy Spirit connects us with Christ in our baptism, in communion, also in daily life.
It is the fuel to our faith. One of the ways I approach working on a sermon is to think about what is the call for us. I like to call it call. That is, how's it talking to us today? What's it saying to us, this scripture to us today? And as part of the process, I have my own conversation with the Holy Spirit, as I'm sure you each do as you read scripture. Somebody asked me a really good question between services, which is, is that still small voice, the Holy Spirit? And I thought for a second, and I said, I think so sometimes. We hear all kinds of voices, and so then how do you tell which voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit? And I think that's where looking if it's marked with the characteristics of Christ is important. If that still, small voice is marked with Christ's characteristics, proclaiming peace to you or others, proclaiming, prompting you to be sent out, probably the Holy Spirit. So I have my own conversation with the Holy Spirit about, hey, what's this sermon going to be about? And wait and see if anything comes to me. And one of the questions that I was wondering is, what is faith for? Jesus is breathing out the Holy Spirit onto the disciples, and the Holy Spirit is a lot about what is how we are faithful people. Well, what is the whole point of that then? And In part, Jesus tells us in John 20, because he proclaims peace to them, and then he sends them out and tells them they have the power to forgive sins through him. So they are proclaiming peace and wholeness. They are proclaiming freedom from sin. And so too are we called to carry that message out. We are called to live into it through the power of the Holy Spirit and then carry it out into the world. That is a big job, this whole thing about peace and proclaiming Christ's forgiveness. And forgiveness is hard. It doesn't come easily to us. It doesn't come naturally sometimes. And so we have good news. It is always through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We do not do it on our own. We have been sent an advocate, a comforter, and a helper in the Holy Spirit that is as close as breath. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.